Welcome to Episode 6 of Caravan Conversations. As the hype of the much-anticipated rematch between Mundine and Green begins to settle and the conjecture starts to flow, I bring you guys the man himself to discuss fan questions, the fight itself, and life after Danny Green. Please enjoy. You are listening to Caravan Conversations with Shannon Brenton. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. Caravan Conversations is proudly produced by PSE Supplements and explores general health, nutrition and lifestyle with one of Australia's most experienced clinicians. Now, let's get into the show. Okay, hey guys and welcome to Caravan Conversations. I'm Shannon Brenton, your host and owner of PSE Supplements. I'm here in Adelaide for today's interview, which is of course a post-match fight recap from the much-anticipated rematch between uh, Chuck Mundine and Danny Green. A fight which, upon reflection, was a lot of things to a lot of people, but uh, one thing that certainly has been unanimous is the uproar across the globe from fans from both camps um, who pretty much call bullshit on the scoring. And uh, it's funny, I, I look sit here right now looking at a uh, social media um, post by uh, Ben Damon of Fox Sports, who last night released the uh, the judges' cards, uh, and it looks like Judge Min had a brain fart somewhere between round one and round ten, um, basically scoring at a ninety-eight, ninety. So not, uh, we've got some some things to discuss. But anyway, guys, I'm here. Um, we're blessed to have um, Anthony Mundine with us here to uh, report on all things uh, about the fight. And Chuck, you've had no sleep, bro. Um, I can see it. How do you feel? I feel all right, man. I mean, the adrenaline was still pumping last night. Um, I'm content, man. I'm content because I know I whipped his ass again. Yeah. You know, he he won three rounds max. Yeah. That's what I gave him. Well, it's funny you say that, mate. Um, I'm not a uh, I'm not a, a person who uh, scores fights, mate. So I won't pretend to know anything. But uh, what I will say is that um, I've read a lot of reports today from independents um, who didn't give a shit either way, who um, who had it six four your way, um, which is a win regardless. And I've also had a lot of uh, people from the green camp um, who, you know, none of which sort of directly in the camp, I should say, but people on the green side, fans of Danny Green, uh, who also did see it your way. Um, does this make any difference to you as far as the actual fight goes? Are you happy just to leave with the pride that, you know, you stuck it to him and uh, he didn't knock you down? No, man, I whipped his ass. I whipped his ass for the second time. Yeah. That's 2-0, two 2-0. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they, um, you know... Uh, it ruins the credibility of the sport, you know, judging like this and officiating like this. It really, um, it really does, um, you know, dampens, you know, yep. a great sport, man. A lot of people have uh, called you a sore loser. Um, being, I know. Being a sore walking off at the I, end. I ain't no sore loser, man. Yeah, I get I that. I ain't no sore loser. It's just emotions are high. I knew I won the fight. He knew. He know I won the fight. Deep down in his heart, he know I won the fight. I batted his ass. Uh, he was beat up in the, at the end of the fight. He was, blood was everywhere. Claret was coming out from everywhere. I probably busted his nose, broke his nose. Man, I don't know what what more did I have to do. I dominated that fight. Yeah. Question on everyone's lip chocks is, you know, will you guys contest the fight? You know, will 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 do you guys want to have it uh, at least recounted? You know, is is that there for you? I know some people have made uh, those comments on uh, social media today that you know a recount should should be fair. Yeah. Well, we're going to look into the the avenues that we can take in order to to you know get justice yeah um 
and seek justice because I think, you know, the truth, you know, is, is black and white, you know what I mean? And I truly feel, you know, and when I was in the ring, um, you know, in control of the fight and, you know, everything I was doing, I was sticking with my jab, I was countering everything he done, I done better than him. The only thing he done better than me was holding, holding, holding and hitting. Yeah. That's all he did. So how was for the fight for you personally, mate? You uh, you fought Danny ten years ago, uh, eleven years ago, I should say. It was a it was a big one. You come away with the win. Um, how was this fight different? Um, I know you're both older, of course. You know, obviously we're, we're older and you know not a, not as youthful, youthful as we used to be, but we got the experience, yeah, and we got that wisdom, that boxing wisdom and seasoning that we um, that we've you know had over the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny. You know, obviously, he went up in weight. You know, I, people understand. I I come up thirteen kilograms. Yeah, that ain't that ain't easy to do, man. Like, Absolutely, that's that's never been done. That's why it's never been done because someone jumping from super welterweight to o, four divisions, not one, two, three, but four divisions going over super. I mean, going over light heavyweight. Yeah, at a catch weight at eighty three. I mean, that's unheard of, man. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um. Don't know if you've uh, watched much of the fight back at all, but um, you know, just experience from inside the ring. What was your uh, findings on on Danny's form himself? A lot of people have talked him down. He looked gassed after the third round, um, and uh, looked like he was struggling, heavy breathing. I, I, I knew he was going to gas. I knew he was going to gas. That's the weight. The weight. Well, that was an advantage. It can be a disadvantage. Yeah. And um, I knew that you know he's going to come in the ring. He would have been around eighty-eight to ninety. Yeah. That no doubt in my mind. Um, and I was probably 79, I would have come into the fight. And it was 10 kilos heavier. So I knew that I had to push push the pace. Yep. And, you know, not not give him a break, try to stay on him to make him work, make him throw. And, you know, the end of the, at the end of the fight, that's why I battered him so much the second half of the fight. Was it the fight you thought it would be? Did it go to plan? Yeah, it went to plan. Yep. It went to plan, with went to great plan. I mean... You know, I did what to do, but I didn't think, I didn't expect, you know, my passion got the better of me at, at times, and I didn't think that I was going to back him up like I was backing him up. Yeah. You know, basically he was being a bitch. I wanted to fight. I wanted to engage. Yeah. All he wanted to do was hold. Hold you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, um, the um, the first round, uh, you had a point deducted. Um, everyone's gone on about this thing. Yeah, the point, the point, the point. Everyone's got this point in their mind. Uh, how was it for you, mate? Um, the way the way I saw it, I'll just say it how I saw it because I was right there. But I, I saw, uh, you know, the ref called it, um, pulled you guys apart. Um, you, you know, the, the punch was there. It might not have been, you know, hey, the ultimate in in sportsmanship, but it certainly didn't look illegal. Do you know the, what I mean? The ref didn't say break. So he ref, didn't hear that. The ref didn't say stop. Okay. He said something of the lines of something else. Yeah. But he didn't say them, them to it. And when when he doesn't say that. Then you know you got to protect yourself at all times, yeah, as he course. said. Yep. And you know I was in I was in combat mode, man. I was ready to kill. Yeah, yeah. You know what yep. I mean, so anything in front of me, I was going to hit. So for you though, there was no malice involved. You didn't go out intentionally to be unsporting and to no. punch Danny after the ref had pulled you guys apart. No. Okay. Um, the um, leading up to this camp, you know, I've, I've obviously spent the last couple of days with you. Um, you've seen very chilled here in your room. Uh, which has been good, uh, very calm, very collected, uh, very clear as far as things were going. Um, how was this for you leading up to uh, the fight itself? And um, was it different than previous fights? 
now it was different because obviously I'm put. I had to put on thirteen kilograms. Like mm. I come up. How, how'd you do that? People will be interested in knowing how you put um, thirteen kgs. On. I just try to eat as much car. You know, I carb loaded pretty much every day, and yeah, you know, re um, repaired my body and repaired my muscles. Yeah, into good foods, good carbs. Yeah, as far as and you're not a big eater, right? No, like people really, won't know that about you. I make I, your food. And I got to eat like like back four, four, five, six times a day. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. um you know, I had to, but I was doing a lot of calisthenics, yep. body weight, and you know, um, making sure that I was um, eating, eating a lot. You know, I might in big proportions, but I was eating five, six times a day, like I said. Yep. And um, making sure that I was, that mass was, you know, staying there. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Where to from here, Chuck? It's a big question on everyone's lips. Um, a lot of people have had a lot of uh, fans, um, fans of yours, fans of Danny's, fans of the sport that have uh, written me letters basically asking, um, you know, what's next? Will Chuck retire? Where do you see yourself from here? I don't know, man. I'm going to, you know, think about it. And, uh, you know, if, if a great, if a good offer comes up, um, you know, with with a good fight and, and, and a fight that can lead me to the big fights, yeah. I, don't, I don't want the big fights and the big yeah. big stage. And, and and a good pay, and that's it. Like, yeah. So you take more, yeah? Opportunity comes knocking for a big it, fight. If an opportunity comes, I'll have to level, I'm not going to not have a look at it, you know what I mean? So, um, Would you take a rematch with Danny if he offered it? I'll, I'll kick his ass again. This time I'm, I'm going to stop him. Yeah. Um, I want to get to some uh, questions from some fans, mate, if you don't mind. Uh, I've got all sorts of cool things here that I know people are going to want to hear from, so just bear with me for just a moment while I... Um, while I find them. Um, one of the things uh, that I do know, though, about your uh, your future coming up, just while I'm looking for these questions, is um, you've got some pretty innovative stuff coming. And this isn't... I, I know this, and I, I know this from knowing people within your camp, and this isn't anything we've discussed, so it's no sales pitch here, but uh, you're releasing some pretty innovative technologies in the boxer range. We don't have to give um, you know any context around what that is, but uh, how long has this been going on for, and what can people expect? Yeah, it's been going on for a, long, for a while, man. I'm... Um being in the pipeline for a while. Yep. Um, I, I want to try and build build boxer up and to be fit, you know, to be fan friendly and yep. And everybody can love the product. Yes. And, um, we got great product. I will make sure I look over the gloves. I look over all the um, apparel and all the uh, equipment that we have, boxing equipment, and make sure that's top notch. Yeah. And um, you know, I don't want the best. And uh, so for the for for what's going, what's what innovative stuff we got coming, you know, it's going to be um, next level. It's going to be next level shit, man. Yep. Stuff no one's done before. Never, yep. ever. First question from uh, Max DeLacy, which is uh, one of our friends from Spartan Races. Uh, Max says here that uh, he didn't watch the fight. Uh, yeah, good one, Max. Good way to start. But um, but he did hear that uh, your fitness um, basically saw you finish a lot stronger while green faded. Uh, Max wants to know what you put this level of conditioning down to. Well, you know, we all train hard. Um, we torture our bodies to get in great shape um, as fighters. Yeah. Um, I trained six months for this fight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a long I, time. I, I was off, off, off. I was off for six months because of the surgery on my hip. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a bit. That's massive, right? Not a lot of people know about that. I know you're not one to publicize a lot of these things. Uh, you're not out there looking for sympathy votes before fights and the like. But hip surgery, you had a hip replacement, right? Yeah, hip hip resurfacing. Resurfacing, yeah, yeah, which would render a lot of people, particularly athletes, pretty useless, right? Or or, or it would have at least affect the uh, what would you say the the common the, man, the mindset around it, you know? Yeah, I mean, 
you know, it's, it's a pretty major surgery, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're getting, you're getting um, metal sort of devices embedded in your, in your, your, in your, fem- in your femoral head and, yep. and then in your, in your hip socket. Yes. So, you know, but I had that, you know, I had to do it, get it, get it done. Otherwise, my career was finished and um, that was the only thing that was going to save it and I, I hoped and prayed to God that um, I could come back and, yeah, and I feel like I'm 20 again. I, I can move. I can move like I did every single in the fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm bending down both sides, and you know it's just going to get stronger and better. Yeah, it's tremendous. Uh, you mentioned God there a minute ago. Um, leading into this fight, shock. Uh, the reason why this is relevant now. I've got a question here from a fan that basically wants to know what you do to get ready for a fight. Uh, I know meditation's a big part of it. I would imagine prayer is part of it as well. Uh, what does a normal fight um, fight day look like for you? Well, not not a normal fight day. It's every day. I pray five times a day. I'm a Muslim. Yeah. We pray five times a day. Pray to Allah, the one, the only. All a Muslim is, is the believer and submitter to the one God. Yes. And Muhammad is the final Messiah, messenger. That's mm-hmm. all a Muslim is. Mm-hmm. You know, submitting your will to the one, the one Lord with no partners, with no associates. And that's that's all a Muslim is. That's a big topic to discuss, right? A lot of criticism of these days around uh, around Muslims, of course, because of our extremist friends that uh, do things against the religion, of course. But how difficult has it been for you, or how much, I guess, criticism have you copped around uh, being a Muslim? Mate, Muslim Islam is nothing about peace. It's all it's all about peace, and it's all about unity and harmony. Yeah. Um, you know. You know that that minority. You know, one two percent, one percent. Yep. That um, you know, that do any do anything that that you know, I condemn that stuff. You know? Yes. So I really, any killing one human life is like killing the whole of humanity to me in Islam. Yeah. So that's the way we think about it. You know. Yeah, good, mate. Good. And it obviously runs through who and what you are. Uh, I know uh, a lot of the stuff that people wouldn't know about you, Chuck, and this is just me throwing a, uh, a flag on your shoulder, is that you do an enormous amount for uh, the, uh, the public, a lot of things people wouldn't be aware of. Um, do you care to go into any of the sort of community service things you're involved in, uh, let people sort of know what you're a part of and how you choose to spend your time? Nah. I mean, I really think... Um just community work is very uh, important. Yeah, giving back to the to the people and giving. What, back why is that important, Chuck? It's important that people understand why it's important to you. Because it's not important to everyone, right? I get when you say it's important, but because, why is it important to you? Because you you, you have an effect. Yeah. I have an effect on people's outlook. I have an effect on people's lives, kids' lives. Yep. You know what I mean? And and if I can guide and 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 them in the right direction and lead them into the right path. As far as no drinking, no smoking, no no drugs, and have have desires, have dreams, yes. have goals, and and them go out there and and you know imp- implement that in their life, man. It's life well lived. That's what you know. I'm doing my job, man. Yeah, and and the the people you target is is this mostly people within the indigenous communities that you're trying to work on, uh, people that may not anybody be, anybody doesn't matter all who people. It, black right brown brindle it doesn't really matter who it is. But obviously I can work with the Aboriginal kids because I relate to them. I grew up you know I am an Aboriginal yes. man, yes. so I can relate to them and and I can um, understand where they they're coming from and the the obstacles and hurdles that they face. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Where did all your good experience come from? Obviously, I know that you, you grew up in Redfern, like anyone else. You, you, you could go anyway, right? Like any, any young kid growing up in the area. Um, what have been your uh, exceptional role models? I know your dad's got to be one of them. Uh, boxing certainly saved you. What sort of things have kept you on the straight and narrow throughout your life, Chuck? Yeah, um, yeah it's very, um, you know, I'm very fortunate because Allah, subhanahu wa has blessed me with a, a will and has blessed me with um, a direction and, and leadership that cannot be um, cannot be <clears throat> diverted. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't. You know, when I was come up through the teen teenagehoods, and I ha- and I faced peer pressure, and I faced you know cho- choices. Yep. There was, there was there was no choice but to say no to drugs. Yeah. No, to no, no to alcohol. To say no to 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 smoking. That's an amazing trait, right? I know I've spoken to you about this beforehand. You know, and uh, but my dad, my dad embedded it in me from a young age. Yeah. You know, he, he took me up the King's Cross. Yeah. He showed me the um, he showed me the uh, you know, the alcoholics and the drug addicts, and, and yep. if you make the wrong choices in life, what, where it can go, where yep. you can and lead you. Yep. You know what I mean? And you know. You go in two places, and that's jail or death. So, how old were you at this stage, mate? We decided that drugs and alcohol weren't going to be part of uh, your regular regime. Oh, seven, eight, seven, eight, nine years old. Yeah, wow. Well, I want people to hear that because um, regularly, when I find myself having to defend you against people that uh, uh, you know would be people that maybe uh, judge you based upon uh, you know pre-fight media and, and the like, you know the the recent national anthem uh, issue and the like that we had think that uh, you know this is the person you are and it's funny I, I've always described you as a kind uh, caring person and that's the person I know you to be but I think that for someone around that age of seven eight nine to be able to sit back observe critically to analyze the world around them to see the effect of substance on not just your people but people generally uh, that's a significant significant insight for such a young mind definitely man I mean like I said, I was blessed. You know, my, my dad and my dad never drunk, never smoked, never took drugs. Well, wow. my mum, she wasn't. She was. She had, she had. She'll have a wine here and there, but she was never a drinker. God love her. But um, <laughs> um, um, she she loves a smoke though. She loves a dart. Oh my god, <laughs> man, she kills me with that. But, Can't um, take all your vices away, can you? But um, you know what I'm saying. So, uh, I had I had great foundation um coming up and. But I've always had a, you know, I've always had, I've always had a self belief in myself that I knew I was going to go somewhere. I knew I was going to be something. And from a young age, from ten, eleven, twelve, I knew I was going to make it. In whatever I wanted to dream, I was going to be that and do that. And you know, I made that in reality from foot, from when I dreamt about football and, and playing for first grade and playing for New South Wales and playing for my country. That that didn't let me do that. But I should have, you know. Mm. And then when I, when I, when I, when I, when they didn't, um, they didn't let me do that because of um, certain politics or whatever. I said, well, you know, I'm going to be my own boss and start my new dream, which was boxing. I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen um, all the time, but I didn't know when I was going to go there. You yeah. Know? And this was a deep knowing, yeah? It wasn't something that you necessarily had thought of. It wasn't like a, a conscious decision. It was a deep knowing from within. Definitely, deep knowing. I, you know, I just want to chase my dreams. Yep. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about you know. It was all it was about it was success and being obsessed in in getting what I wanted. Yeah. 
and now being able to obviously offer your success to others and exactly. spend your time with people. Exactly. Yeah, it's an amazing, uh, an amazing feat, mate. Um, on to some uh, some questions here from some of our people. Um, Got some silly ones here. I'll get through those. Here's a silly one. Brent Thorogood. As a big Green fan, I truly believe Mundine won. My question to him is this. If Green watched the fight, scored it himself and found Mundine to be the winner... No. <laughs> Good one, Brent. That would never happen. <laughs> anyway, he's, he basically wants to know if you'd uh, you know, give uh, Green credibility for coming out and um, saying that uh, you actually won and would you respect him. I think the answer is, of course, he would, um, Brent, but that's not the big bad world we live in, so not likely to happen. Man, um, man... I can't believe the man can look himself in the mirror. He's got to look himself in the mirror. Yeah. And, um, you know, knowing that he's lying to himself when, yes. he, when he watches that replay. Knowing that he's lying to himself that he won that fight. Mm. Because I won that fight hands down, 7-3. I can't give him nothing any more than that. Yeah. If you really if you really, you know, want to be biased, 6-4. Yep. But... Monday wins all day, man. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Aaron Harpley Carr asks, uh, "What supplements do you take for fatigue?" Um, probably, probably best I uh, I um, follow up on that one, Aaron. Um, Chalk was on a few things. Molecular hydrogen was one of them for uh, mitochondrial support. Um, he was on an adrenal adaptogen um, product specific for um, regulating stress hormones. Obviously, typical coming into a fight. Um, activated bees, um, coenzyme Q10 at, at relatively high dose. And uh, he was also taking uh, a fulvic mineral supplement, which is cell charge. You guys would probably know about. But uh, and that wasn't me giving myself a rap at all. Uh, that's just the uh, the question there. And Chuck doesn't know. He just he just swallows what I tell him to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> gets it. on with it. That's it. Uh, next question. Uh, sleep. Uh, how much sleep do you require? And, and does sleep increase coming into a fight like this? I know you, you pretty much slept the whole day before you know, the fight. Sleep is, sleep is very important. But the, the fight, actually the fight day, the day of the fight, I had a restless sleep that night. Yeah. And I, I had a, I had about eight hours, but it was, you know, f- broken. I had four, I bought four or five good hours and three that was broken up. Because so I was all, I'll, I'll go to the toilet. But the, be, the thing that I hate about myself is that I have to go to the bathroom. Even yeah. if it's a little bit of wee, I yeah. got to get up and squeeze it out. Yeah, and it, you know, it wakes me up, man. What a pain. Yeah. So every I get up three, four, five, sometimes five times a night. Yeah, especially when I'm drinking, when I'm trying to get hydrated. Yeah. Um, so I come back to bed. I still go to back to sleep, but it's just broken. And I want. I normally have a nap in the afternoon. When I have a good nap, have an hour and a half. Normally, have a good nap in the afternoon. I come in feeling charged. I didn't have that nap. Yeah, and the fight day, and then even the day before the fight day, um, and I just couldn't sleep for some reason. Yeah, but um, I would imagine if I had that sleep, I think I would have KO'd him. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I did wonder when that overhead right yeah. was going to end it personally. <laughs> it's uh, this is a problem with ten rounds, I guess, isn't it? Maybe if we went twelve, we might have seen a different outcome. Yeah. Tell us, uh, Chuck, um, just as an observer for me. Um, after the fight, and I know that when uh, you and I are in the back room signing off on some of your release forms for um, supplements and things, <clears throat> a couple of other people made a similar um, a similar statement, and that statement was that as outsiders, they were um, extremely humbled and um, caught up in the emotion behind the scenes. You know, your family of people out there, um, you know, obviously family, blood-related family, and also just team uh, members, but... It was it was a real celebration, and I'll actually attach uh, one of the short videos I took from that uh, with this podcast so people can see it. But it certainly didn't look like someone who had lost a fight out the back, you know? Everyone was um, pumped. Because, you know, man, the injustice that people saw that night, 
um, is going to go down in folklore in the folklore of, of Australian sport. You know what happened that night happened my pretty much my whole career. Like yes, in football, you know, and in boxing at at, at times, and especially that time. And you know, like I said, I know when, I'm, when I, I know when I'm victorious, and I was definitely victorious that last night. Yeah, and um, it's just sad, man. It's sad that we, you know. A fighter works so hard and, and dedicates his life, dedicates his his life to train, to be dedicated, to be disciplined, to do all that he needs to do in order to get his mind, body, soul into the right frame of mind to come in and perform like that. Yeah. And then... You feel robbed. Uh, and not getting the decision. Like, yeah. You just feel gutted, man. You feel robbed. Yeah. You feel like someone's, you know... I mean, I'll... I'll, I'll I've been in that bad. I've been like he stole something. You know what I mean? Like it was busted up. You know, yeah. his face busted up. His eyes were busted up. His nose was busted up. His claret was flying out of his nose. I Man, he, he hardly touched me. Mate, I think you've answered the next question. Um, and that question was: a few people have asking. You know, since this is your last fight, um, they would have expected that you would have wanted to leave humbled and esteemed um, as the great fighter you've been and they wonder why um, at the end of it you choose to um, you know in inverted commas act this way but I think that uh, that's exactly the response right that emotions are high and you feel robbed act what way yeah by telling the truth yeah defeated is what is what they mean I ain't defeated yeah if 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 I truly got defeated I'll be honest with you and say man he was the better man yeah he come out he beat he did his thing and he beat me fair and square I I can take that. Yes. I could be a man and say I lost. But when you don't lose Yeah. When you don't lose and when 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 things are playing against you for one other one a reason or another, then how the hell are you gonna be Mate, I'm feeling you. How, you, how the hell are you going to be cool? I think the 98 90 uh, pretty much answers that question, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Like, that straight away puts that you know, that element of doubt in there anyway. And had that gone another way, you're at least looking at a draw. Mate, it was 98 90 to me. Yeah. That's the way I saw the fight. Yeah. 98 90 to me. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm feeling you, mate. Uh, Chalk, it's been a real honour having you here, mate. Um, very much appreciate the time you've spent. Uh, you know, that uh, that back room last night after the fight um, and the amount of big names in there, mate, all congratulating you all in your corner is certainly testament to the amazing man you are and the amazing athlete you have been. Um, I, mate, and uh, everyone listening, wish you the very, very best for an amazing future. Uh, I know it will be strong regardless, and um, I hope you get an awesome sleep tonight, mate, because yeah, it, it looks like you need it, bro. I want to sleep like a baby tonight, man. Yeah. And I just want to, you know, keep my head back and just I want to rest for the next week and do, just do nothing. Yeah. And then, you know, and then just relax, really. And just play it by ear from there, yeah, see what comes up, opportunity yeah, comes away. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost trying to, you know, I'm going to try and keep my P's in in play yeah that means um you know keeping my opportunities my fit, open my, my fitness up yeah i don't want to you know because if anything does happen and then thing does come up you know you, you gotta, gotta be ready you gotta you gotta, you gotta stay ready to you know you don't you, you gotta if you stay ready you don't gotta get ready yeah you know what i mean yeah so what's that mean as far as your training goes then just we'll just divert for a moment do, do you keep training at the same intensity do you drop yeah, that back well, do you no, well, keep sparring no i'll probably tr- i'll probably run twice a week yeah i'll start i might spar once a week and i'll do a couple of boxing sessions yeah and i want probably five five times a week yeah but um 
And, that, and that's tapering it down, everyone. <laughs> that's tapering it down, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. All right, Chuck. You're our champion, my boy. Um, we'll talk to you later on, mate, and all the best. All right. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Caravan Conversations, proudly produced by PSE Supplements. To see more about the podcast, including notes from the episode, please visit caravanconversations.com.